You're listening to Public Announcement. I'm Chris Black. And I'm James Ellis. I, I know we're one of the most consistent podcasts out there, um, but this week we decided to do something a little different. Uh, yes, yes. Our, our man's uh, Jason Stewart, a.k.a. Them Jeans, a.k.a. The Podfather, uh, was on the East Coast in New York City uh, handling some business at the Food Book Fair. Podfather indeed. Tall Tales is, I mean, that's where you got your start. Yeah, man. He, he and Nikki gave me that pod fever. Um, after being a guest on Tall Tales, I was just, I was hooked. I'm delighted we uh, were, well, you uh, were able to wrangle him for an episode of Public Announcement. Bro, bro, yeah, we both wrangled him. The Public Announcement brand is strong. Yes, yes, yes. I, well, I'm deli- well, I'm honored to also be appearing on Tall Tales. It's an exclusive podcast collaboration. Exactly. We, we joined him on his podcast, Tall Tales. And actually, I, I should explain. So the first half of the conversation you're about to hear, the, the first half is on Tall Tales. That's side A. It's like a cool 12-inch. And side B is public announcement, meaning the, the show you're listening to right now. You're, you're listening to side B. Hopefully you already listened to Tall Tales for the first part and you're now joining us uh, for the second half. Right. You flipped the record. Right. You rock. Uh, we did this episode in the loose, conversational, um, some would say fun, uh, Tall Tales style. It's loose. You know, I'm just uh, I- I'm just hanging out with my friends. Unfiltered. Uncut. Bra. Jay, I think you handled it pretty well, honestly. Um did it take everything in your power to not throw the sauce on the shit back? I was able to let my guard down. Just be me. I'm just enjoying the company of friends and a fidget spinner. Hanging out at the uh, the Ace Hotel in New York City. No big deal. Super loose. Candid. Casual. Chatty. Man, you, you sound super comfortable with it. I was. Right. I mean, I was I was a little, a little scared. Anyway, here is our long overdue chat with a friend of the show. Uh, Jason Stewart. You might know him as DJ Them Jeans. Uh, you you may know him from Instagram, his Instagram account, his Twitter account. Maybe you know him in real life as Jason Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, hang time, hang time, a party. He had. I mean, he's been he's been everywhere. He does. I mean, he's everywhere. He does everything. Um, Podfather. Podfather uh, of the stew and also Tall Tales. Mm, mm, mm. He's getting an erection right now. Keep going, boys. Um, but Jason is is with us in New York where usually, um, you know, I'm with him in L.A. Yeah. So I feel like we've it's a he's in an interesting mindset. Listeners, if I sound different, please give me a tweet. So we're, we're in the hotel and, you know, Jay is here with me. And By the way, this is your podcast now, guys. I know. We switched over. Oh, we, we should we should switch. We should actually like yeah yeah. The switch has happened, bitch. Hmm. Hmm. See, like normally we've like got a whole like plan, thought about it way too much before we even started. Yeah. Well, you've listened to Tall Tales, so do it in the style of TT. Mm. All right. Um, hello, hello. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, all right. So in this case, am I the Jason and you're the Nikki, or do you want to be Jason and I'll be Nikki? I say Chris Black is Nikki, Jay is Jeans. <laughs> hello, hello. This is uh, I mean, my name is my name is Jason. This is my podcast. Uh, say hello, Nikki. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you you have my nasal drone down pretty well. If I practice it, I think. But I, could I, really I also nail find it. myself alarmingly tired sounding 
like when you're when you're shooting it back to me i'm wondering now if a you're just incorrectly making me sound so tired or it's a caricature or fuck do i actually sound this just well, sleepy sound, i mean it's, it's not extremely high energy but that's just not really you Oh, anytime my Aaron makes my my wife Aaron makes fun of me, like her impression of me is is always just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, is that what I sound like? No one makes fun of me, so I wouldn't know what that's like. Kind of true. I mean, I'm, when you're, you're he's a hard man to impersonate. That's not by design. It's just I only do the Chris Black laugh. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled the mic away too. There was like action. Yeah, it sounds like when you step on a crow. Fuck you. <laughs> It's infectious. It is. If it was really the public announcement podcast, I would want to be talking about uh, how you ended up with this uh, this professional life that you have. I think it's mm. like you broke the mold, you could say, because there's not really a template mm-hmm. for this particular configuration, like multiple podcasts, DJing. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you have other projects and things you work on as well, but like at some point it must have been become clear that oh I'm I think this is what I'm going to be doing for money. Mm, and I'm wondering of, when that happened when you started to like hit you like oh, I think this might be the thing. I think it was when I'm like when I moved to LA and finally finally started actually making money like DJing and throwing parties to where I could live off of that. Was that like the like the early like what like uh, that was like mid like yeah 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 like mid two thousands era and normally right there we would cut in with like a Stevie Oki music yeah we would have like <laughs> Stevie be... Oki Waka Flocka single would be creeping up <laughs> and in the Chris background. would like tell me exactly which one to use and like which part and you know we'd like yeah. pass around links and then it would you know that would be that it would be, be a ten minute conversation on i on iMessage about which Stevie Oki song to use mm-hmm. to ba- and only you would get it when you listen to it and mm-hmm. that's the whole point and then and you would you would he'd be like here's 10 samples of uh, sound effect of a cake being thrown at somebody's face. <laughs> I really like number seven for this. Tell me what you think. That's, that's yeah, really lifting the curtain. That's what would happen there. <laughs> Note to self, insert cake face sound here. Um, but that was pretty young, though. That, that was like early, yeah, like early 20s is when that happened where I was just like, I had regular like retail jobs. And Wait, why don't we, I mean, if you talk about maybe the most famous one of those, right? Anthropology? My personal favorite is Jason worked in anthropology. Yes. On the floor? Uh, I worked in the fitting rooms at first, which w- it was weird that they hired a male to work there straight. Even more well, weird. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man. I got to shake things up. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then they put me in the fitting room area where my only job was to like get, like be, like help women in their dressing room. So you're just like looking over and there's down. Well, I had like a whole like mirror system that I built. It was like <laughs> kind of went up into the rafters. <laughs> there's a lot of jokes I want to make here, but because I know we're not editing this, I can't. So that's another difference here of, of the style of the podcast. <laughs> you know, they, they appreciated my, uh, you know, my unique view of, of women's fashion in Newport Beach. <laughs> then, I got, uh, then I got upgraded to a cashier. Worked my magic on the floor over there. And the whole time you're DJing. No, this is pre-DJ. This so is just, while that, I was, that's, that was your whole gig. This is while I was still living in Orange County, dabbling in and out of community college, discovering mm. drug use and drinking. I was going up to LA and partying, hanging out with people who used to be straight edge, but now all did drugs. And then like during that time, everyone was into like dressing like a mod or like the strokes kind of vibe going on. And then, like, the blog house electro clash thing happened after the glory that. glory days. Then the glory days. But then I moved to L.A., started 
I was doing nothing in LA, like had no job. I was I was literally selling weed on the side and making graffiti hats and like drawing. <laughs> I, I was doing graffiti stuff. Like like a girl would be like, "Hey, I got this like Louis bag. Can you like write my name in graffiti on it in these markers so I look like a J Lo video or something uh, like if that?" If I could go back in time and have met that version of you as well, like that would that oh, would it was, really like complete it was, the picture. It was it was janky. It was a bad scene. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, uh, like I I was at my peak of cool like when you're at that early 20s age where like you sure that was the peak in in well in certain ways like in ways of like you had a thirst for discovering what was the coolest at all times so like oh, you you weren't tired of like scouring the internet for like some rare song oh. or like crazy clothes on eBay just like spend a bunch of like tons of, I would just go on eBay and just look for like crazy weird vintage clothes all the time and like on some weird Russian music message board to download an MP3 of some crazy, like, obscure band or whatever. Right. And now, like, when we're in our 30s, we just, we're like, I want what's on Spotify, Rap Caviar? I don't care. <laughs> Speak for yourself. But, like, DJing and, like, actually getting out there, where does that start? I mean, that was, luckily, when I when I started, I was in Hollywood, like, right when that whole world was, was breaking. So I would DJ, I, I started playing rap music, like, I bought, I would just buy vinyl at Amoeba, and then I would play like an iPod as well. This is this is early iPod DJing, sure. but like for all the songs that just like a song that just came out that I couldn't get on vinyl, I would have it on my iPod, and then so I could drop the new heat. And then started doing a party with Steve Aoki, and then it blew up really big. And then from that, then I just started DJing all the time. The rap jams, like was that. Has your style with all that sort of changed uh, over the years much? Not really. Like, it's always been, like, a lot of rap and then a little bit of weird stuff and then a little bit of dance music as well. He likes to kill a vibe with some fucking Radiohead at any time. No problem. Yeah, I think he makes a little be, house. And then there's, yeah, and I play I play a lot of dance music of all different kinds. And I've always, I've always dabbled in. I've always, I like, whatever I'm DJing is exactly the amount of what I'm into. So, like, one part rap, one part this of all varying sizes and, and levels. Well, I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah, you get in there. I've thought about this a lot as our friendship has evolved over the years. <laughs> but I just, I feel like there was a time where the DJing thing, you could have really gone a different way. Oh, yeah. Just because of what was happening around you, and I feel like you're talented enough where you could have just been like, all right, fuck it. Like, let's go. I'm going to Vegas, baby. I, I could have done that if I really wanted to, but... One, I've never wanted to. Like I've, sure. I've always been like, to, probably to a fault, very concerned about how cool I am. Sure. Is it the punk rock othering? I don't know what it is, but like, I would say to a fault that is such a priority of mine. And I also know as I've gotten older that I'm not really that cool of a person at all. But I, <laughs> it's such a concern of mine to like not be a fucking lamb sure to the point where like i, I could never just do this like like most of the dj stuff i've had to re sort of rebel against because it's so it's so corny i think the public's view of djing and like being like an edm vegas dj or hitting the douchey club circuit just because you get paid a bunch of money like something inside of me just could not do it i just i would rather try to figure out how to make a living doing it my own way Look, no, I understand. I just always found, I just, you were there for that whole bubble. Like, it, they, yeah. it, I don't, I know it wouldn't have been that difficult. Is it, did it ever feel like, you know, because you can go to Globos and do the party the way you want to do it, 
on the reg and it works and it and it, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Is it like, oh, I, that's the way I would like to keep that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get these other things popping off. No, I mean I would be I would I love DJing so much and I love music so much, but I also know that like in order to become a really successful DJ nowadays, there's a lot of things that you have to or unless you're like a true true amazing special star star talent there's a lot of things you have to do like you have to do a bunch of dumb social media comment you have to take photos of yourself all the time and post selfies all the time and and have people ghost produce music for you and do the whole the whole game you got to play the whole game and i've never i've never wanted to do that and some people can figure out a way to do that in their own way and work it out and i try to do that as much as i can but I guess like where what you have right now, like other people would, you know, some young person would kill to have what you have right now. Absolutely. And so the idea of you talking about, like, ah, I just don't even feel like taking it further. Like I might sound a little insane to, I, to, I, to a younger person. I would person. like to take it further, but I think the one problem for me is there's so many things that I want to be doing. So instead of focusing the energy on one thing specifically, I spread it out to a bunch of different things. Could be good, could be bad, could be both. Back to Chris's question, it's like, at what age did that stuff start to sink in? Like, I, I maybe don't feel like I want to be all the way in as mm-hmm. a DJ. I want to start fucking with this other stuff. Like, when does that, what age? I mean, that's, that's a tough one. That's a good question because I've always had many other interests. But for, for a while, that was definitely my only full-time gig. But then, like, while I was doing that, I was also getting really into cooking on the side, but never really doing anything with it. That, I mean, that, I guess, you know, late 20s, that sort of sort of started happening where I was like, I'm not going to try and be a fucking Tiesto bro. And, I, and you can't be a DJ forever unless you're doing being a Tiesto bro and like being 50. You said you can't be a DJ forever? <laughs> you, 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 some people can. I think it's kind of like skiing. You see old people out there just still doing it. No, I'll be able to do it when I'm old, but I'm saying not many people can make a living as an older DJ. And also not many people can do it gracefully with class and style and still remain a a cool, relevant person. Is 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 the threat that you become like a time capsule or something? I mean, you just don't want to be old guy. Old guy at the club. Old guy at the club. Old guy at the club is a great fear of many. But with the cooking, <laughs> with, the, with the cooking stuff, I think I'm the same way. I don't, I don't like have a hobby. If I do something, I'm trying to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the way I think you've taken it. You're like, yeah, I could do this at home and like cook, and that's cool. But that's not really fun for me. I want to like do something more with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, which shake I, it up a little bit. Yeah, which I think is interesting because I think a lot of people. I think if you have a regular job, let's say you look at things specifically as hobbies and that there's not an opportunity to turn into something more mm-hmm. because you don't have the time, you don't have the, the brain capacity, whatever it is, or family, whatever it is to do that. Um, but I think we're all in a very lucky position to where we've we, all started a jewelry line over the years. Exactly. Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, yeah, you're in these positions where it's like, yo, now if I want to do that, I can like dedicate the time to it and just like figure it out. That's been the beauty of having the schedule, like, Honestly, no better schedule than being a, a professional DJ. Like, if you just DJ for money, you work a few hours a week, and that's it. And you, your entire day is filled with free time. Or like, at least that's the way it was back in my day. Nowadays, you have to do fucking trash-ass dumb videos of you. Like, here, I'm petting a cat, cat hashtag pizza. <laughs> but, like, 
But like you have so much free time to actually make something happen with those other things. Like if I got really into craft beer or something like that, I, I would have time to actually brew it up. Yeah, 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 for sure. Whereas, you know, if I had a nine to five job, I would just come home and be tired and I would just not want to do anything. Have you ever had a, a nine to five that was like not a not anthropology, like some kind of professional you know, situation? Uh, a, little bit, a little bit here and there, but never really that much. It's always been sort of like on the cusp of of that, but never like a proper suit and tie desk job, I would say. See, I think all three of us actually, like we've gone too long without a regular corporate job. Uh, you know, in, in Chris and I's case, it's uh, some limited paperwork that uh, accompanies limited. us. And uh, you mean y'all didn't graduate? Yeah, y'all didn't graduate though. <laughs> but I, I was joking about the punk rock othering earlier, but I think it is kind of real, whether it's punk mm -hmm. or something like that, or just you get a little further out there in terms of, uh, like in your case, making money, being a DJ. And it's like, all right, at a certain point, some age, and when you're in your 20s, it's like, I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like figure out a way forward. I'm not sure I'm going to like cut it otherwise. Mm -hmm. I would, yeah, I would much rather just make a go for it and see what happens and then, then to just give up and settle down and get a nine to five that I didn't want and sacrifice the stability of that. You know, we all, as a freelancer person, you've got ups and you got downs and that's just part of the game. And I mean, just, you get used to, that's the hardest part, I think, is the stomach for that. I mm -hmm. think that's once you get past the hump, then there's no turning back. Once you realize that like somebody can just drop your ass and that check is gone and you just got to find another one, then it's on. That's it. Yeah, it is uh, it's nice though if you can get to that place where you're like, all right, I'm not that afraid of it. I'll, Absolutely. I'll figure out the next thing. But, Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes though when I hear about people that have like office jobs that are pretty cool sounding, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. it's like like all that stuff in the refrigerator at the office and the Damn, coffee machine. Stumped. And Cold Brew and like, on yeah. draft, bro. You have nitro here, bro? You can get it anytime you want. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Oh, Burritos look. on Friday? A bus is going to pick me up and like there's going to be TVs in it and I like mean, so there's a babysitter at the office. Like, it's, <laughs> like maybe we're wrong. You know, that's what I think sometimes. But yeah, I didn't know if you'd ever had a, an office job. And, no, uh, but I have had sort of aspirations of having an office of, of my own where other people would come to and work at with me. But I was boss man. Boss man ting. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I do miss that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you miss about it? Oh, I miss like having uh, scan that shit. The the the, the fucking the, coffee's cold, Cheryl. <laughs> worked for for twelve years at a, a design firm and working with all these younger people that they just end up naturally knowing more about things than you because like they're at the tip of the pencil, they're doing the work. I like that and tip you, of the pencil. That's what you hire these kids for. Hot. You almost feel like you have a superpower. Because you're doing more faster. So you're thinking of like what we should do. And then you get everyone like rallied to do it. And then everyone's coming together and it starts to feel a little bit magical. Mm -hmm. um, and I just really think that feels good. And uh, I, mean, I think that's the. Not like, unlike when you're playing that guitar and you play one note versus a, a beautiful A minor seventh chord. And those. It's, it's a perfect analogy. Thank you, sir. Anyone that's ever played a band or DJed or something like when that. When you get in that groove. Yes. When like the thing happens and like everyone's doing the thing together. Like Damn it. I don't it's think magic. I've, I don't think I've ever felt the groove, guys. Oh, come on. When we played in bands together as teenagers, like But I wasn't I wasn't playing an instrument, so I don't know if it, it's not the same. I don't know. I think it is. Fuck. On this episode of American Life. <laughs> Chris finds No, you his get groove. kind of high. Like it yeah, is Yeah, you you yeah, you get you get a high. A, a feeling comes over you when or even when you're watching other people do, like you're watching a fucking jazz trio 
And that drummer just lays down a tasty one. Or like yeah. when you're or like when you're playing one four three and you drop Magnolia by Playboy Cardi mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the Asians lose their fucking minds. Yeah, and then you you start doing like a weird head you do a Timberland head <laughs> movement where you squint and grimace like you just ooh. Just smelled, ooh. just smelled some stinky, some some stinky. Ooh, ooh, ooh. adrenaline blast. Uh, I need all the blasts I can get. So let me know where else I can acquire them. Hard, hard to sustain. I think a lot of times in a corporate environment. Uh, mm-hmm. I do miss that. I miss having uh, okay. a bigger team, and I, th- you know, working on it. I mean, yeah, happen again. Are you answer. saying I'm not enough fucking team for you? Because if so, we need to hash this out right now. Yeah, you're you're not enough team for me, Chris Black. <laughs> No, I know that. <laughs> I, I, I only asked the question. Just want to be clear for the listenership. Because I knew the answer. The listenership should know. You, yeah, you guys are a kick and a snare, but you ain't a whole drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> and if we were listening to your podcast right now, you would hear a cool little drum fill. Classic right like Led Zeppelin drum fill. You, you know what? Someone asked me Good one. Uh, my favorite episode of, of our show. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It was the one with where I made Chris play drums. Mm. And uh, which one's that? And I was like, I... I don't know, but that was my favorite. Uh, was it was Vanessa. The, all right, the Vanessa Carlton episode. We were just at the stud, and there was a drum kit mic'd you know up and is. ready to roll. And you know, Chris He's was just laying down tracks, and it just happened to be the same as uh, Oasis, Oasis. Um, Supersonic. Yes, you may know it. Uh, it was just very funny to me. That's like one of my favorite things that we do on the on the podcast. See, yeah, that's the kind of magic that you can get. Like he was just playing a, a drum beat and listening to it. It just sounded like a regular, you know, plain and simple drum beat. And then you seamlessly, much like a DJ, blended that into this Oasis song, and then pod magic happened. Yeah, and then I would play it back for Chris, and we'd like fall down laughing. Like the other reason we have to like edit so much on the pod is that I I feel like we end up laughing so aggressively. Yeah, I laugh like fucking crazy. I mean, yeah, some of that like, shit also when you get me to sing all the time is fucking funny. Is that's so funny, dude? Like I, I like because that's really I sing all the time in my life. You both know that. Like I sing along to the I sing all the time. So Are you about to say Ray Schremer? Uh, I, I mean, that's more of a rap. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I would sing, sing. You know what I mean? You, you don't sing Shrem Life just because you can't hit those high, high falsettos. Uh, if I had Mike Will on the track instead of him, maybe I could. <laughs> yeah, check out Ray Schremer Swang. There's some good high pitching on there. There are. I not, there not a lot. Yeah, the only reason why they can do that haven't hit puberty yet. They're like 32 years old, and they're still babies. <laughs> Approximately 32 years old. Ray Sherman is low-key old. I think so, too. They're like, they're like 29. No. Yeah. There's, that... there's like internet conspiracies about their age. Well, let's, let's talk about internet conspiracies right now, for the record. I want to know what you guys think. Is Stevie Wonder really blind? Yes. Jason? I'm going to say yes, he is. I say no. Is, does Dolly Parton have full-sleeve tattoos? Because she, she, her arms are always covered. You cannot find a picture of her other arms covered. Is she Ooh. fully tatted left, right arm? Jay. Burn victim. Ooh, hot take. I'm going to say yes, tatted. Much. If anyone's listened to S-Town, that podcast, there's a reference to that same scenario. I, I, say, I say yes. I think, they say stop, yes. I think they stop right above the wrist. You know what I mean? Like a, like, so she could go have a corporate job if she had to. Do you think, what do you think Dolly Parton's tats would be, though? Just Confederate flag back piece? Hold on. Did Bush do 9-11, Jay? No. 100%. Bro. Yes! Hell that's yeah. the correct answer. Bush definitely did 9-11. That's the official take from Public Announcement Podcast. Okay, here, here, <laughs> here's, a, here's a question. Here's a question. 
<laughs> unilateral. Decision. Would people still prefer? You know how like everyone's like, man, wow, Trump's in office. George W. is not looking so bad yeah. after all. Yeah. I feel like there's a chance that even if it came out that George W. <laughs> did 9/11, people would still be like, yeah, I'd prefer him to Trump. Yes, yes, I think so. Because they can't walk it back. They've talked too much shit. I they feel like it's been long. You know, not just to, to bring up the the statute of limitations. You know, like it's been long enough. <laughs> Oh, yeah, war crimes. Yeah. It's oh, it's been, been like a decade. Enough. Yeah, that war crime, cool. Hey, man, we got to move on. It's been I mean, 16 years. If, if George W. is like, y'all, I'm real sorry, but I did do 9 11. You like my pain? They'll be right? like, we'll take you back. I, I, it's like when Alec Baldwin called his daughter like a pig and they recorded it. Oh, yeah, every, he's, every, fair, he's fully forgiven. Once, everyone's chill with that. Once 30 Rock came out, he was in the clear. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, conspiracy theories haven't been nearly as fun. Like, it used to be you, like, had to hide out yeah. on a message board, like, stay over there and talk that shit. Um, mm, but now, now it's, it's like... Public you don't like that, that yeah. conspiracies theories have been normalized? Yes, you can say that. They're mainstream. I only fuck with underground. And it's just... They're just not as fun anymore. Like, wh- you know, what happened right. to Michael Jordan's dad? Like, I don't even want to know anymore. Michael Jordan's right. dad got killed for a gambling debt. No question, Jay. <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily Jason. true. I, I feel like I don't, I don't believe so. that because Michael Jordan has so... If somebody was like, hey, Michael Jordan, guy with a billion dollars, your dad owes me 13 large, give it to us or we're going to shoot him in the face. He'll be like, okay, fine. No, I, no, I no, what, much no, 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 no. It's an ego thing. And maybe he doesn't fuck with his dad that much. He thought the guy was bluffing. Bang, bang. But like those kinds of conspiracy theories, Let, no, no, I think on. that they're just so boring now. Is there any more? Let's. I like. I, well, you, you need to create. Those some are classics. New, I'm just trying to stick to the I classics. I want some more classics. We need some we? good turned up conspiracies. Then let me think of one. Mm. Fidget spinners is the feds. Uh, whatever's in the water, the fluorides making Flint, you Michigan, gay. Michigan, that's not. That's actually real. Okay. <laughs> that's actually not a conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. I just realized I felt very awful making, even though I wasn't trying to offend anybody in Flint, Michigan, it felt wrong saying those words. The water's still dirty there. I know. We just forgot about it because Trump got elected. Twitter didn't. Twitter never forgets. That's why I'm going to go through your timeline later and pull some stuff. Actually, you're pretty careful on Twitter. You don't let it fly the way I let it it fly. fly. But like everyone, like when you pull up your Twitter spreadsheet where you can download all of them and you see like your first 11 tweets, it's just like, I would rather put a bullet in me than... I mean, I did that professionally to make it's a book. Like listening to anyone's yeah. old record or your first podcast, Same, yeah. your first whatever. Yeah, it's just right, fucking right. embarrassing. Just be embarrassed. But there's no hashtags. On. And I think one of my first tweets had FTW standing for for the win in there. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Just got a smoothie for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That definitely sounds like you. That's definitely, what, that, that's definitely you. So what you're thinking we're going to have the the first half is... Is tall tales, and then mm-hmm. and then we just jump to the public announcement. Yeah, we're gonna do this. Like, like just end, like just cut it in half. Mm-hmm. I'll clean it up in post. I, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd also like the note for uh, both both. Give both, a shout out to all the glitch heads too. Yeah, for both listenerships, I should mention that uh, we actually have the same exact uh, gear, the same uh, audio interface. A mm-hmm. uh, what? Who makes that? Focus. Focus right. So, and I would like to point out that that means that we both have the exact same thing and ours sounds so much better. So that's, that's, that's a user thing, right? Does it sound so much better? No, that's the, well, that's the room that you guys are recording and you guys are recording in a professional sound treated studio with really good mics and I'm recording it in my living room with the garbage man driving by. So <laughs> that's why that's what, that's going to be the main reason. 
Look, it's just there's room for so many brands out here. <laughs> Should we do like the second half is just the completely different mix style? No, 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 no. Actually, no. There's going to be no editing. We'll just let it How go. How does it feel to do an episode with no editing? I mean, it feels for me, crazy. To for me. me, it feels very comfortable because I do this with you right, right, pretty right, often. Right, right. For him, this is literally like it's it's like dangling the carrot. He can't. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a welcome, nice little stray off the path. You know. Yeah, I think Isaac people get to learn Uzag. a little something. Now, when you go back to your normal, highly produced style, I'm a highly produced guy. It will. You'll be like, oh, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Just a nice deep breath. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, this is an experimental first time a podcast has ever done a full switch over where like instead of a cliffhanger, like you'll have to hear what happens to this. Uh, both episodes are going to be up and you have to listen to a completely other podcast to hear the other half. Is it compelling enough to do that? Remains to be seen. I'm on it, so yeah. <laughs> Chris Black was on 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 both episodes. I could have done this. I could have done this solo and just split it in half and given each of you half, and they did fucking. Listen. That's the other thing that we're gonna you have to do at some point. We're gonna have to do a solo pod for you. I would love to hear the solo pod. I think I could do it. I think I could do an hour dolo. Sometimes I've thought about just ripping a bong load and going for an hour and seeing what would happen. I don't think it would be good. I think he has the like the spirit for it, the constitution. I could I would I could do it. If I made a if I made a little list of things to like look at if I felt a lull coming. I could do it too, but would it I, be good? I don't know if it would be good. I've got the concept and everything. It's reading the internet with Chris Black. Mm. And you just have Wait. to like Provide a little commentary because clearly you read all of the internet every day. That's going to really come off as like ham radio show in a Noah hat, though. Hell yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. Wow. Like, wow. I want the Can truth. you believe these big Excuse wigs me. at Grailed? Oh, fuck brother. You. See what they're up to. First of all, fuck you. Uh, How we you got just... the HuffPo open. Oh, here we go again. I never, <laughs> ever, ever open HuffPo, first of all. That is fucking disrespectful. You see what these uh, fat cats are doing? This is a high-end. This is high-end internet. High-end bookmarks. Lug- luxury internet. I don't, I don't fuck with that low-end HuffPo So, So maybe a, a peek behind the paywall with Chris Black. Ooh. 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 That's it, bro. Peek behind the paywall. It's your boy, Chris Black. Take that. Give me your credit card number. Take that and run with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Thank you for doing a pod pod collab with me and um, fucking with my vision. It's just out here. If you want to find me on social media, I'm at Them Jeans and Tall Tales Podcast is the website. Public announcement is the podcast. And you can find me. Why are you sounding not pro at all, dog? What's going on? I don't know. I just that was put me in a weird place. Chris Black, place. what's your what's your podcast? Where I can we found? Pro. You've done what's this your, a million times. I've done it a million times. What's but your I just, social media? I wanted to say you're listening to public announcement, but you're not. We're done with it. You know, yeah, we kind of are. So you I'll, get you, I'll get you back. I'll yeah, get, you get me back on track. You're listening to public announcement. I'm James Ellis. I'm Chris Black. I'd like to thank our guest this week, Jason Stewart. Nut. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, broke me. Broke me. Um, yeah, we'll link to him from the show page. And uh, and af- actually, if you look down at your phone right now, uh, we'll provide a link to uh, his Twitter page as well as... What what would we link provide to, Provide a actually? link to my Twitter page. Oh, the, the, the site you just sent me the other day was rad. Oh, hangtime.tv. Hangtime.tv oh, yeah. is fucking rad. It's I awesome. love that website. It is. Shout it's out to... It's just one big video, right? It's one big video but the, and, and chunks of audio. So every time you refresh, it's something. It's a different part of video with a different part of music. I thought it was just jumping to a different time in the video or something. I couldn't figure it out. But like, I loved it. I love that site. Shout out to Low Limit, the man. Yeah, go to hangtime.tv. And there's a bunch of... Uh, we all made some music, weird music mixes and some crazy videos that go together with it. It's really cool. And uh, who, who is this show produced and edited by? 
Fucking no one. Hell yeah. Feels good, don't it? Fucking mask off. <laughs> mask off. All uh, right. See you guys next week. Bye. 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 All right. Can you hit that space bar? And then hit it again. Turn up. Listen to public announcement. I'm Chris Black. And I'm James Ellis. This week, we would like to thank our guest, Jason Stewart. Find him online at Them Jeans. Subscribe to Tall Tales and The Stew on iTunes. Uh, you can also get Jason's new cookbook zine, String Bean, uh, online from DearDana.com. Uh, it's got some crazy recipes um, illustrated by Dana Veraldi and designed by two time public announcement guest, Amar Deep Singh. We will be back shortly with a wild episode we recorded live uh, at the Food Book Fair in New York City. It's featuring some serious discussion from food world heavy hitters like Mario Batali, Frank Bruni, Samin Nosrat. Public announcement brings you hard-hitting stories from all subcultures. It's a general interest podcast.